if it caused her to give him coldness eighteen uh, sexually months. for 18 months, it is... <laughs> Getting excited. Okay, calm down. It's over. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Andy. Welcome back, indeed. Welcome back in- to me, too. To you. Yes. Welcome back home. I'm back home, and we are in the living room answering your questions. Shall mm-hmm. we begin? We shall. This first question is from E. I'm in a bind. I'm a foreign aid worker, and my job relocated me to my native country, a third world country in bad shape, four years ago after spending more than a decade abroad, working from four different countries. For the past six months, I've been dating a wonderful guy, by far the most loving, kind, patient man I've ever dated. I'm 32, and he's 33. So while the relationship is new, we're both at an age where we're taking it seriously and discussing the future. The trouble is... I'm leaving the country in August because I was awarded a prestigious scholarship in the U.S. Congratulations, E. An opportunity I couldn't say no to. My boyfriend does not have the papers or visa required to come along. That is, unless we got married. Mm. While the relationship makes me really happy, I'm being pulled in different directions as the deadline to move comes closer. My boyfriend is smart and hardworking, but has never lived abroad and doesn't have a very demanding job. While I think he has the potential to do great things, I think his own ambitions have been thwarted by the country's precarious economy and limited job opportunities. That said, I'm still not 100% sure, and to marry him to bring him along to the U.S. with me would require me to bank on potential big time, which I know Andy has advised against in previous (laughs) Q&As. It would also... Good student. Yeah. She (laughs) deserves her scholarship. Yeah. It would also require me to support him financially. Also, while this makes me sound and feel like a shitty person, a college campus is prime space to meet potential more worldly, ambitious mates. Am I selling myself short by potentially marrying someone so fast when I have this opportunity ahead of me? Am I a dick for ending the best relationship I've had just because someone doesn't check some marks off my list? All of these insecurities about my relationship are only being heightened because of this looming deadline, and I'm worried I'm going to fuck things up big time. More than anything, I'm just afraid of making a huge mistake, whether it is to end something that's great or to take a huge leap of faith. The last thing I want is to break his heart. In this case, a long-distance relationship is highly unappealing because while the scholarship is just for one year, my job will probably require me to stay in the U.S. or move to another country after. Help. Hmm. Yeah. She said that a long distance relationship is highly unappealing. Mm-hmm. So what's more highly unappealing? A long distance relationship, which, you know, is, People do. is doable and not ideal, but sometimes works, sometimes makes the heart grow fonder, sometimes strengthens relationships, sometimes leads to an eventual reuniting mm-hmm. based on the distance creating the necessity. Or, this is a long sentence. <laughs> I know, I, was, original, I, I thought beginning. you were going to answer this with no, one no, word. The beginning, the beginning of the sentence was, was she, she, she used the phrase, um, what was the phrase? The negative, uh, it was highly un, unappealing. unappealing yeah. Highly unappealing. So what's more highly unappealing? That scenario, the mm. long distance that I laid out. The so clearly. For, <laughs> or getting married right now. And losing all the potential of what she's going to experience in the States. Yeah. 
and getting married right now and getting married right now <laughs> is, is that not landing yeah, the way you want it to four reasons <laughs> three of which are getting married right now and one is okay no but seriously she um this is a she no should brainer. not get married this is e i think e you needed uh like an outside perspective on this because as outsiders this is it's obvious. really obvious six months I'm sure he's, she says, most loving, kind, patient man I've ever and, dated. And by the way, not to interrupt, but she's in the honeymoon phase. Yes. Just, just yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Well, possibly. And even Pretty. in the honeymoon phase, she's still acutely aware of his shortcomings. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it sounds like he's wonderful. Maybe she'll come to realize with a little long distance that she actually cannot live without Can him. Can I say something corny? What? If it's meant to be, it will be. Are we going to start off this Q&A with more cliches? I, I didn't start it off with a cliche. It's, it's after the beginning. <laughs> We're on the first five, question. Already in five minutes in. No, I, I really do think it, this is clear cut. Do not get married. Yeah. Go to the States. Experience what you're going to experience. Create the distance. See what that, how that grows your bond or relationship. Or ends it. And, and Or ends it, exactly. I can tell she doesn't want to be a dick. She says, am I being no, a dick? No, you can't, you can't he, make decisions huge, based on not wanting to be yeah, a dick. And a huge part of dating and choosing your mate in life is being selfish. Absolutely. And then when you do find your mate after having been selfish and deciding what you really need... Then there you have a lifetime to compromise. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I feel like, and, and this is a terrible thing to say, but it's true. I think that every great relationship should be preceded by many corpses. <laughs> and it's not your fault. As I say, all is fair in love and war. Like it just happens. You, you, you're doing the person a favor by being a dick. Put it that in, way. In this case, it's hard to, to know. She doesn't really give his point of view on this, which I, I'm very curious about. Does he want to marry her? Does he want this to come along? This is true. This was this I'm, is omitted. Yeah, I'm getting the impression that he does because is she, the way she's speaking sounds like it's all on her, whether or not she marries him, he gets a green card, and he comes along with her. Yeah, if he wants to come and get married, then she's got a real, this is an awkward she's problem. she's supporting him financially on top of this new chapter in her life. It's just... Mm, it's too much. E, it's too much. I think Shandy strongly feels... Strong. Either take a break or try the very unappealing long distance for a while. And I think that time will make it abundantly clear. I actually, I hate to say this, but I think the very unappealing might be the most appealing thing that she's missing because by creating that space, she's winning both ways. She's... Yes bringing the relationship to a head, like, is this really what we want? Mm -hmm. And I'm experiencing this great new thing and seeing what life can offer me. Yeah. it's She she wins both ways. Uh, does he win? Sort of, in the sense that if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and he'll find <laughs> that out pretty quickly. But she will too. So yeah, six months she, is just, he's not in the driver's seat. No, and six months is not long enough where... Oh, six months is not long enough unless you are 100% sure. Nice, good. Same rhythm. But I really do feel that way because yep. I've been six months into relationships where I've been really excited about a person and been like, wow, this is the most wonderful person I've ever dated. But if I was asked to marry the person, I wouldn't have said yes. Meanwhile, with you, you proposed within six months mm -hmm. and there was no question. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. Even though people on the outside thought it looked crazy. Now who's who's crazy, huh? huh? <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think with E, there's there's a bit of age coming into play here. She says she's 32, he's 33. So they're at an, an age where they're discussing yeah, the future. And so I understand why she wants to give a relationship that she's very happy in, like the right amount of consideration. Sure. But marriage... No. And even if they do like, it's like, oh, we'll just do a city hall thing and I'll just be... No, that's it's, it's hard yeah, to get out then, of. Yeah. That's it. You'd still need to get divorced yeah, if something went wrong. It's a divorce. Wrong. I, yeah, it's no good. I just think you need to be 100% sure and it should not be for an outside reason like this. Yes. Especially adding on her being uh, in a new place, yeah. financially supporting him. There's nothing wrong, E, with admitting that a new college campus is a prime space to meet potential nothing wrong. mates. And 32 is the new, like, 18 it's like she's yeah. she's got a lot you of have, time. You have time and opportunity out. and adventure ahead. Yeah. Be a little selfish and don't put all your eggs in that. Yeah. I think I think I hate to say it, but she wins both ways. She does. Both by ways. taking the highly unappealing route. I feel like this question makes me think we should have like a a rating scale on the the strength of our our feelings of whether you should leave or not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It should be like a strong, like a, like a stock recommendation, like strong buy, strong sell, sell buy, yeah, hold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like it should be like that. I think this is a strong sell. Yes. Like you are not getting married. We are not allowed. The shandy will not allow it. The shandy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's no good. So we're both doing thumbs. Thumbs down to marriage. Yeah. Thumbs down to marriage in this case. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Strong thumbs down. Strong thumbs down. Double. We're doing double yeah, thumbs double down. Yeah, double thumbs down. Good call. E, this is a new thing. Double don't, thumbs don't, down. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't get married. You got four thumbs down. It's not just me and her disagreeing. This is two thumbs down times. <laughs> yeah, that's four. Okay. Two times two. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. This next question is from Elizabeth. Dear Shandy. I'm writing to you to hear your point of view on the choice to not live with someone before you marry them. I know you both have a strong belief that you should live together before getting engaged or married. I have had three friends who were cheated on by their boyfriends while they were living together. One of those friends dumped him and moved out. The other two ended up marrying those men. I can't help but wonder if a big reason they stayed was because they were living together, which added the feeling of permanence to their relationships and made it 10 times scarier to break their lease, pack up all their stuff and completely change their environments. Oh my God, I have so many thoughts already. Oh my God. That's a good point. Oh, I disagree. No. No, it's a good point that I never considered is that moving in creates a... a a some degree of permanence in itself. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, but hell, f- you would rather know. Th- talk about no, permanence. No. Getting married I, without fully knowing the person is I, way more permanent. I'm not. I still stand by. Okay. You should move in before you get married. Okay. I'm just saying that it's kind of like a a, a necessary evil of the process is that it, she's, she's right. It does create this kind of like, oh, now we have to break the lease. We have to move out. I have to find a new apartment. Yeah, whatever. It's just I could. I just could not disagree more on this front. I just really feel like that's an excuse. Like I think that the kind of woman that is going to, if she's cheated on, and still ends up, you know, staying with that guy, I don't think Elise was the reason why she stayed. No, I agree. It's like saying I oh I you know I don't want to get married because I don't want to pay for a wedding. Like it's kind of like you have to do it. I mean, even if it's 50 bucks for justice of the peace, it's like you have to do it. (laughs) Okay, let me get through the email. Okay, good. Um, 
My friend who moved out after he cheated said she felt more alone than ever because not only did she not have him anymore, she also had to get used to living alone again. I have been dating my partner for over two years now, and we are planning on getting engaged within the next year. I am almost 25, and he is 26. We live close by each other and spend probably three out of the seven days of the week together. We basically live together on the weekends. I sleep at his place on the occasional weeknight. Sometimes he sleeps at mine. But sometimes we just spend the day and night in our own apartments on our own. I wanted to hear your perspectives on whether I could be making a mistake in not living with him before we are engaged married. In other words, what is the difference between spending all weekend and an occasional weeknight living with your significant other and actually signing a lease together? Thanks, Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, have, we have opinions on this uh, one. <laughs> I I I, th- I think that there's a huge difference. First of there's all, there's a huge difference. I'm just going to say that right now. No question. There's a huge difference between spending the weekends together and a, a weeknight a week. Monstrous together. difference. Mon- monstrous difference. Yeah, there's no comparison. And I mean, I respect this question. I think it's sure, a it's great great question. question. Great question. A fantastic question. Yeah. And you can tell she's really thinking about this like analytically, oh, yeah. like her like, friends' relationships. But mm-hmm. I would also wager. Be, by this email that she has never lived with a boyfriend before. I would agree. Yeah. And and she her point is valid in the sense that it's but it's valid in a microcosm. It's not valid in the macrocosm. It's valid in the sense that yes, if you do move in with someone, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of friction you have to overcome to remove yourself from that situation. You yes. have to find another lease. You have to get over the sort of, you know, codependency of living with someone mm-hmm. and, unless you hate the person completely. And moving you, sucks. Moving, moving sucks. sucks. You have to move your stuff. You no have one to likes find, You know, it's a, it's it's a pain in the it butt. Adds but it adds a whole other hurdle. It, I get that to breaking. But up. but it's a way bigger pain in the putt. A pain in the putt. <laughs> pain in the putt. It's a way bigger pain in the butt to get divorced. Yes. And that's what can happen if you've never lived with a person before you got married. You don't truly know a person until you live with no. them. Period. Well, once, period. One night a week and the weekends. Those are dates. Those are long dates. Oh my God. You're not in your work week. No, you're not. Can you imagine if the only time we spent together was on the weekend? I I would marry you again. (laughs) It'd be amazing. I mean, that's, I feel like already we kind of do that. We make the weekend our sacred time and we work really hard all week so that we have that weekend together. But we deal with each other during the week completely efficiently and well. Yes. And And it's so important that you figure out whether or not you can do that. Because right now you're seeing each other kind of at your best. I'm, I have amazing times with you on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look forward to them all week. I'm so, I'm so happy you're home too, because now I get to have my weekends again. Yeah. Instead of like puttering about like a weirdo. <laughs> that being said, it's like, I'm over the moon for you. And still the week is like, it's not that amazing. It's not like I'm like, thank you. Like so wonderful to have Charlene on top of me every second. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have you. I'd rather have you here than be alone. Mm-hmm. But like to say that those weekends are like the definition of our relationship is false. Yes. That is not what being married is about. It's not just those weekends. To go back to the sort of permanence thing, the feeling of permanence and, and why it was scarier to end a relationship. Two out of three of her friends who were cheated on by their boyfriends while they were living together still ended up marrying those men. I would wager that those women were still going to marry those men, whether or not there was a lease that needed to be broken. I 100 percent agree. That makes it too um, mathematical. Yeah. Like there's, that's not taking into account emotions. Mm-hmm. And the other friend who moved out, 
after she was cheated on and said it was really hard because she had to get used to living alone again. All that entire paragraph, all I see is either dodged bullets or information you'd rather know sooner than later. I agree. And interesting that they, they were all cheated on while they were living together. You're going to really have a better idea of who's going to cheat on who if you're living together. Does That's that make what I'm sense? Saying. Living together brings cheating to a head. It's yes. like if you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat when you're living with the person. They're on top of you every day. Unless when you get married, you don't intend to live together. Who does that's, that? Well, that's the logic. That's it's the like same Woody logic. Allen, Mia Farrow. Look saying, what happened with that. To me, saying that you that you basically are living with the person because you spend the weekends and one weeknight together, no. then that's what your marriage should look like. Sure. Then you have separate apartments, you spend your weekends together. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, people do, people do crazier things in their marriages. I mean, that's very unusual, but It's sure. very unusual, but it happens. My point is, I really believe in knowing exactly what car you're buying before you buy it. You want to test drive it, <laughs> test drive living it, test drive going fast, test drive yeah. going slow. Uh, on rough terrain you do a lot of test driving right <laughs> you can tell just constantly test driving cars real spoken like a true driver <laughs> going slow going fast driving on a road dirt paths pushing a stop the stop thing <laughs> Yeah, no. If you can't tell, I get your point. I'm not much of a driver, but yeah, it's a yeah. similar thing. You want, don't you want to know what's under the hood? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to know everything. Yeah, no, you absolutely. want to know how this person is on a Wednesday after yeah, three on rough the days not at work. Fun days. Yes, on the it's not, not fun all days. fun. Marriage I, is not like a one fun day after another. I'm getting really worked up because I feel so strongly yeah, about this. I, I question. do too, and I, and I totally I give her credit. The question is good because yes. She's right. There are problems with moving out. Yes. But there's also problems with living. Like you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Life is not all like clear cut, easy choices. You have to make the hard choice. And sometimes you have to extract with difficulty. And that's just the way it is. There's one more thing I want to address here. And that's the logic that these women ended up marrying these men partly because they didn't want to break a lease and move out on their own. Yeah. That's... Those are two absolutely separate things. Mm -hmm. I mean, they and we're talking marriage. They ended up marrying these men. Yeah. And I'm not saying that if a guy cheats that it's, you know, the end of the world. Maybe it was just a, a fluke, a fling, yeah, whatever. Sure. Could have been. But you don't know other people's relationships. And it really minimizes the relationship that the friends have, the ones who ended up marrying those men, by insinuating that they married them despite having been cheated on because they didn't want to go through the work of living on their own. Right. It's a very weak, if that was a science experiment, like a drug test for, for, for a vaccine, they yeah. would fail. That's not a, that's yeah. not a scientific method. I can see I how she comes to the conclusion. It's, it's a fascinating thought process. Like I find this email really fascinating. She's really very cerebral, probably pretty neurotic, which I respect. Yes. We 100%. respect your neuroticism. Yeah. She's doing her thinking, but the fact is you can't get around it. You can think your way out of it as much as you want, but you have to live together before you get married. Unless you are 100 and just 100. That's the max. Oh, that's the max? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You're the one that said it was the max. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. She says they're going to get engaged in the next year. If it works out, fantastic. We wish you all the yeah. best. You don't have to. No, it sometimes works. Sometimes people who don't live together get married and everything's great. Yes. But most of the time, it's probably you not the case. You just don't know a person until you live with them. No. You either 
don't live with them and get married and you have a happy life and you're one of the minority or you don't live with them and you get married and you settle but you're like oh wait this isn't nearly as good as when we were spending weekends together and maybe one weeknight but whatever i'm married i'm too lazy to get out of this this is what it is done <laughs> and those are the those are the two possibilities and the one i just said is way more likely than the fact that everything's perfect i'm sorry but that's just cold truth my final takeaway on this is think about how many people get divorced after having lived together before they got engaged and married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Living together and existing together and, and marriage, like they're all, you know, easy in some ways and they're going to be difficult in other ways without question. Mm. I just feel like you want to know 100% what you're signing up for. And that means emulating what married life will look like before you're married. And yeah. that means living together. And, 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 Going on your car analogy, which which <laughs> as cute as it was, it was very apt. Um, it's 100 times more important than buying a car. If not, I don't even know if that's the right. Maybe a thousand times more important than buying a car is getting yes. married. So if you were going to buy a car, you'd spend a lot of time, as you said, slow, fast, <laughs> stopping, going. <laughs> Stop. Multiply, yeah, multiply that by a thousand, and that's how much test driving you should do on a marriage. And without living together, you're not doing a proper test drive. Period. Done. Ultimately, Next. Elizabeth, you do you, but I think Shandy has made. Yeah, this is a our strong double now. thumbs up for living together. Yeah, du <laughs> double. Or double thumbs down for, for not, not living, living together. together. <laughs> okay. 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 Moving on. Dear Shady. Dear Shady. <laughs> Oh, that's happened a few times. Is that a joke about the Eminem song or is that just a typo? I think it's a typo, but it's I find typo. it or it could be autocorrect. It's, it's, it's more likely autocorrect. Yeah, right. It's probably that. But it's pretty it's pretty funny. It is funny. It's funny because it happens a lot, actually. Yeah, we're pretty shady, I guess. Oh, by the way, this question is from Anonymous. Oh, thought, thought you'd like to know. My favorite. I love the podcast and relate to a lot of your opinions and advice, maybe because our personalities are similar. I am she has a personality similar to Shandy or yeah. to you. Well, <laughs> or to <laughs> Shady. One? Or Shady. Which one is it? I am an INFJ type four and my boyfriend is an INTJ type five. Oh, so she is related to Shandy, the two of us. So yes. Nice. Well, her boyfriend, yes. Weren't you a four and I was a five? Is that how it works? Or you were a How three? can you not remember? Anyway, sorry, we'll cut that. <laughs> Here is the context. I have been with my boyfriend a little less than two years. We're both in our early 30s, and I feel like this could be our forever relationship. We have intellectually stimulating conversations about social issues, politics, pop culture, etc. I feel fulfilled in most aspects of our relationship, including physical, and experience joy from our time together. What a lovely way of putting it. I mm. experience joy from our time together. That's nice. I experience joy from my time with you. I also experience joy <laughs> from my time with you. What a lovely way of putting that, yeah, Anonymous. I agree with you. She could have said, I enjoy spending time with yeah. him, but she said, I, I get joy. I experience joy. That's, I yeah, love that. Yeah, a difference. It, there is a difference. Yeah. However, it has become apparent that we have very different senses of humor. Uh, For example, oh. he will text me tweets or memes that I just don't find funny at all. Oof. Then mm. I find it awkward trying to craft a response to acknowledge his effort without <laughs> being insincere. Thumbs up is my usual thing. Just a <laughs> thumbs up emoji. Conversely, I will share something that causes me to laugh out loud and he just doesn't get it. In real time, if someone says or does something which I find to be funny, he doesn't even notice. Once we went to a comedy show and suffice it to say, it did not end well. We've talked about this and agree we don't have the same sense oh. of humor. 
This could have something to do with the fact that we are from different countries. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it. I have been in relationships with people from different countries and cultures than me in the past, and this was never a problem. So it makes me think it's more mm. of a personality trait than anything else. I think it's probably a factor, a but both. maybe not. A little bit only. of both. Yeah. I wouldn't consider either of us to be particularly funny people, but I have had other relationships with friends and past partners that have been more aligned in this sense. I also wouldn't have listed shared humor as a top priority for my ideal match. However, now that it's lacking, I do think it's an important aspect of any relationship. I sometimes feel like he doesn't get me and I don't get him. On some level, there will always be things we can't appreciate and share together. On the other hand, we are aligned on our values, passions, and physical connection. So my question is, how much do you think humor matters in a relationship with someone you could see as your forever person? I'm not saying this as a deal breaker, but I do wonder if there's some cause for concern. Am I being too picky and or unnecessarily comparing this aspect of my other relationships? Anonymous. Okay. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I, I have a few thoughts. I've been starting first a lot on this. That's, is that yeah. okay? Am, no, I bully, I, am I bullying no, the conversation? I, I want you to talk when you feel okay. inspired. I, I have a few thoughts. One is I did date someone from another country, and I believe that in her country, she had a good sense of humor. Okay. But in our relationship, we had we, we weren't seeing eye to eye on humor. It's so weird to me that anyone wouldn't get your sense of... Like, I feel like you're... I, you're just such a funny it seems person. Kind of universal. And I feel so very validated that the Shandys also find you funny. Because <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm know, like, I were... knew I was right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did it. Good scout. Uh, <laughs> I, okay. I just made that about me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm glad you discovered my humor. Anyway, I get that part. The, the answer to the question is how important is humor to you? Yes. So to me... Humor is extremely important. Yes. And if you didn't get my sense of humor... Or we would not be together. We would not be It would be a big problem. No, problem. We wouldn't have dated in yeah. the first place for it to become a problem. Yes, I agree. It wouldn't have happened. It would have been shut down within the first 30 minutes yeah. of meeting each other. Yeah. So the question is, is how important is humor to you? Is, mm-hmm. it, is humor a deal breaker for your relationship? Some people... And I'm, I don't judge them. I know some people who are humorless. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in necessarily a derogatory way. It's just they don't, humor is not a thing in their relationship or in their life. Mm-hmm. So she has to ask herself, is humor a deal breaker for my relationship? Is humor a deal breaker in my life? Do I want to spend my life not experiencing the joys of humor? Um, <laughs> to break it down coldly, but she did say <laughs> experiencing yeah. joy. No, that was a time. good callback. So it just, it, you know what, instead of me finding that a charming callback, it just really, it, there was real gravity to what you said. Experiencing life without a shared sense of humor. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. And, experience, and not experiencing the joy that can come from that. For me, it's, it's a nightmare. Like I can't imagine that with a partner, but to me, humor is a sub, it's a subtext. It's like a sub communication level. Like Mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's like you're communicating like English and and then then there's humor. It's like, it's like they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Right. So if I didn't have that sub context of humor communication, I wouldn't be able to exist. So she has to ask herself, on a scale from one to 10, how important is humor in my life? 
because she's never going to get there with this guy. It's not like she's going to teach him. Yeah. He's like, oh, I understand your humor now. It's <laughs> never going to happen. Is he suddenly Russian? I don't know. Which which country should he be from? I don't know. Should we say Russian? I don't know. I, I don't Russian. think it, it honestly doesn't matter because you could just be from, you and can be from another. It doesn't matter. Let's say he's from Russia. Yeah, I don't think there has to be a language. He's from there. Germany. He's German. He's probably German. <laughs> I think he's German. Oh, he's German. He's German. <laughs> It's like, I don't understand your humor. It's not, it doesn't make me laugh. So, so she has to. Our German listeners are going to be very offended. No, but there are funny Germans. I'm just saying, I'm picking anything. There are funny I just Germans. Threw, I just threw a dart. But there Germany, are a lot of unfunny Germans too. I mean, you lived in Germany six years. You know better than anybody. But six, exaggerating how long I lived in Germany, but yes. Was it not six years? Four years. Yeah. Okay. Can I go? Yeah, go. So anonymous, I don't think you're going to get an unbiased answer on this particular question because we are pretty much the poster children for leading with humor yeah. in seeking partnership. Yeah. Like this was such a deal breaker for me. I can't even begin to describe. We're talking, I wouldn't go on a second date with a guy because I didn't feel like he got my sense of humor. I didn't find him funny. It's such a deal breaker for me. I knew I liked you within 10 minutes of talking to you because you were funny. It compensated for the horrible looks, <laughs> which, is, which is what I'm aiming for. You know, we talked in a, in a previous episode about deal breakers, like what are your absolute must-haves versus your wants, your needs mm -hmm. versus your wants. For me, I put them all under the umbrella statement of wavelength. I want someone who's on the same wavelength as me. So you get my jokes, you get a little eyebrow raise. I can look at you from across a room. You know what I'm thinking. You know what I'm feeling based on just my body language. We just communicate in the same way on every level. And that includes humor. Right. And it's a deeper level. It's like a ne next level of communication. It's yes. like it's a nuanced communication that's even deeper than the surface communication, which I, and I'm not, I'm being a little biased here, but I think humor is extremely important because it's that kind of secret language you have yes. as a couple. Yes. So it you know. also makes a lifetime together. It, to me, it's the difference between a lifetime together being fun, where you feel like kids every or single functional. day versus, yeah, versus like, I understand like the adult aspect of like, yeah, we have the same values. But I also think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be harsh. I think it's a lot easier to find someone who you're physically attracted to, who has the same values as you, than it is to find someone who you have that exact humor spark yes, with no question i've met many guys who had the same values as me who i who i would want to have sex with or whatever but did they make me laugh you basically in life want to find someone who you can be a child with a kid you want to be a kid with yeah, your partner and you should be yeah it's healthy because, to be a kid because like adult life is full of sucks it sucks there's many shitty things that yeah, it totally sucks yeah you have to work you have to do your taxes you have yeah, to if responsibilities responsibilities don't even get me started on like kids i only have a vague yeah, you're idea. Getting, you have to worry about getting older like when i'm a kid i thought i was going to be 14 for the rest of my life no yeah. unquestionably yeah i basically think our main quest in life or at least mine is to find someone with whom every day is fun yeah. and feels like there's a, a childlike wonder and enjoyment. Yeah, enjoy, just joy. It's just in just being with that other person. And that means finding humor in the little things that maybe not anyone else will find funny. Yes. Oh, anonymous. I, my heart one. hurts the more I talk about this because I, 
I've been in her shoes. I know. Where it's Me like, too. Yeah. We've both been there for long. Several times. Yes, several times. There's Actually, maybe every time in a way. Actually, not every time. In There were some times where the humor couldn't compensate for the other bad problems. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, for me, it's been, it's been several times. In well, that and we've situation. joked that one of the reasons we're together is because of our sense of humor. Yeah. Like Margie even said the Margie. reason, <laughs> the only reason that <laughs> I'm with you is because you laugh at my stupid jokes. <laughs> yeah, Mar- I mean, I think there's some truth to that. You're with someone with whom your humor, your every joke lands to 100% of its ability. Yeah. And that's got to feel great. It's great for me. I'm laughing all the time. Also, I'm my funniest with you. I feel funny with you. You laugh at my jokes. Of course. It's also easy to diffuse tension with humor. Like it's a great way to just break a fight. Yeah. I mean, not not inappropriate humor. Like not making a joke about the person's feelings. But humor is a great way to kind of like smooth out the rough parts of a relationship. I definitely feel like if you sent me memes that I didn't find funny and you just thought they're really funny. And then I, I just feel like that creates such a, like a, a gaping hole in your relationship of just misunderstanding. And it sure you could say it doesn't matter. Who cares if you find that meme funny or not, yeah. but I think it represents something deeper about. It's also a lack of knowing your audience. Like how many times she has to send a meme that she doesn't find funny before? Well, it he sounds stops like doing she's it. delicately sort of. But she maybe he, she's doing the thumbs up, yeah, <laughs> so he thinks it's not it's that delicate. Well. <laughs> it's pretty passive aggressive. I, I just feel like you should have a, some sort of nuance to your communication to the point where, like, he knows that her reactions are not like enjoying the humor of this meme. So what you're getting at now is it goes to that deeper level of yeah. just knowing your partner so well and what they'll find funny it's it, it really is another language yeah it's almost as important as the main surface language like functional language in my opinion but i, I don't mean, know some people live without humor anonymous i think that if you wrote into a different podcast you might get a completely different answer yeah i think you're right with how you put it how important is humor to you Yes. All I know is that for me, it was an absolute non-negotiable, a deal breaker. Yeah, me too. As in, I would not go on a second date with a guy because of that alone. It was just not worth it. Life is not, is too dry for you to be in a humorless relationship for the rest of time. It's not, there's not enough joy in just life, functional life. I'll also mention this just for a bit of background. I feel like the only other person I really had that with was my first major boyfriend, that yeah. real sense of humor connection. Yeah. And I think I took it for granted. Huh. You know, I, we got along great. And then I didn't find that in many relationships. Right. And after having dated a bunch of other guys without having that, where, you know, they'd say something and we're sort of laughing at their own joke and you're kind of like, Ugh. Uh. or you would say something you thought was funny and they didn't laugh. All those years of being in relationships like that led me to the conclusion that it is a deal breaker. And I then went out dating with that in mind. And then I found you and I, I found exactly what I was looking for. Hmm. I just, I'm not saying end it anonymous, but like you said, Andy, how important is it to you? She's got to ask herself and ask yourself that question very seriously. Yes. Because I don't think you can teach that. It's a lifetime. How long have they been together? Two years? Two years, I a think. A little less than two years. I mean, a lifetime of, of 
not having humor as a part of your relationship is, to me, it sounds awful. But again, Same. my humor on a scale from one to 10, my desire, my need for humor is 10. Yeah. Same. Hers might be a two, in which case it works. Yeah. You know, all the other things. He sounds wonderful in many ways. If those you think are harder to find than someone with whom you can have that shared sense of humor, then I don't know if it's a deal breaker. It's it's not necessarily a deal breaker. She but, has to just have a real come to Jesus moment with yeah. herself. For me, it's a deal breaker. Yeah. But yeah. I came to that conclusion after many years of not having had it. Yeah. And so did you. So was it, this is like a oh. this is like a wait what what is our it's kind of like it's undetermined but it's undetermined because we don't know her we don't know yeah. I mean she is writing into a podcast about it and she writes well which probably means she has an like intricate personality in my opinion intricate meaning that her like, like she's got layers she's got she's not she's not super basic I just she's not feel super like, basic. Uh, I feel like humor could only make her life better, as you said, by default, she's writing into a podcast. <laughs> and I think that she's got to weigh how damn good the other aspects of this guy are. Mm -hmm. Do they outweigh a lifetime of not sharing humor? It's like so <laughs> it's, insane to me. The more I think about this, the more I, I feel strongly I mean, I felt strongly just reading it. And now the more I think about it, I'm just like, how can you live without that? I, I, I can tell you this. My parents, like, I, I think they had a good marriage, but there were some, you know, rocky times. There's a lot of fighting mm -hmm. and there was a lot of issues. I mean, even sometimes politically, they didn't agree, which I find like I was always like, whoa. But in the end, they always had that kind of like wink, like yeah, they twinkle. got the jokes yeah. and there was like these little looks they gave each other or my dad would make a funny face mm -hmm. and like, you know, there was some comment and they always realigned on that. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably what taught me that humor is so important, to be honest, like that, that dynamic. Yeah. Um, I just think it's so important. It's even if it's not important, even if you think it's not important to you, it's just a great thing about being a human. It doesn't exist in any other animal. It's like this ability to communicate on a level that takes you outside of reality. Mm -hmm. It's just, to me, it's incredibly important. I also think, and then I swear we'll move on. I also think that there's a, there's two parts to the humor thing. One is what you consume, whether or not you find it funny, mm -hmm. and your interactions, whether or not you find the person funny. Yeah. So my big ex, my British ex, obviously you know who I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. we found each other really funny. Like I was my funniest with him. He was his funniest with me. We were, we made each other laugh all the time, but our senses of humor in terms of like what shows we liked, what movies we watched, right. maybe what memes we, even memes, we found the same things funny. But my point being like, he had very British sense of humor and he thought um, some of the American movies I thought were hilarious. He like found, juvenile. Yeah. yeah. He found them juvenile, just really obvious. Like he would never find yeah. bridesmaids funny, Fine, for yeah. example, or the hangover or whatever. And I remember I, I found the stuff that he found really funny, like really cringy. So there was just some sort of a cultural difference there. But it really didn't matter that much in our relationship because we made each other laugh. Mm -hmm. And I think Anonymous there maybe needs to be a, a little um, analyzing there. Whether, you know, if it's just the occasional meme, whatever. But the thought of living out your life without having that cheeks hurt, abs hurt, laughter regularly yeah is uh is sad to me yeah 
And in the meantime, maybe just have like a really just be like, stop. The memes aren't funny, dude. Like, stop with the memes. <laughs> stop with the yeah. memes. Okay, anonymous. We wish you luck. Yeah. Are we doing this? It's not. This is not a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, this there is, is a no discussion. Th- yeah, this is just. Discussion. <laughs> I would give it a this. We, Whatever. Yeah, we've given our opinion, and yeah, this is uh, this is a tough one. Got to do some soul searching here. Yes. Ask yourself some hard questions. Okay. This next question is from Zach. Oh, a guy? A guy. <laughs> Wait, where are the... Hold on a second. Oh, no. Balloons. Come, fireworks indoors. Dangerous. <laughs> Balloons. Um, I will confess that if this email had been written in by a woman, I wouldn't have chosen it because it's not specific enough. However, I want to reward the man for taking a chance into your shandy because this is really one of very few. Yeah. And I know three Zacks, so I'm wondering. I hope this isn't one of the Zacks I know. (laughs) Okay. Hello. I love your podcast. I've never done anything like this before, so here it goes. It's not one of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right away, I know. My girlfriend, 24, and I, 25, have been together for five years. Our sex life has been very absent for the past 18 months as we have been trying to emotionally reconcile after she indulged me in a sexual fetish of mine. She says the experience changed the way she looks at me. We love each other so much, but we can't get back on track. Should we call it quits or go to therapy? He didn't tell us what the (laughs) indulgence was? I mean, I told you it's not specific enough. Oh, my God. Typical guy. I know. No detail. This guy has a sexual indulgence that put a... 18 month hamper on their relationship and he doesn't tell us what it is i know what's wrong with men i know what's wrong with and them? you know what's funny so this isn't the only we've gotten just so few emails from men but they're always like this they're like barely a paragraph and there's no yeah. specificity like my relationship's bad what do i do <laughs> like, this is why we don't have questions from god do you do you want to talk about it i mean <sighs> <laughs> My my gut is if it's been 18 months of non-goodness because of this indulgence, mm-hmm. it's over. Like, it's just ended because that's ridiculous. She gave him the indulgence. Clearly, there was some agreement like, OK, you can do this because you want to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the green light. He did it. And suddenly that made their relationship. She did it. It was a sexual fetish of his. She indulged me in a sexual fetish of mine, he wrote. So how do you know that she did I don't know who did what. That's the thing. We don't even know who did anything. <laughs> it could have been anything. He could have had sex with a sheep or she could have had a five guy gangbang. We have no idea what happened. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. But, 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 but I will say this. If whatever it was, the sexual indulgence, if it caused her to give him coldness sexually for 18 months, it is <laughs> getting excited. Okay, calm down. It's over. I mean, she, he said, should we go? Should we call it quits or go quits. to therapy? No, quits. They're 24 and 25. Yeah. Quits. Done. Move on. You waited too long already. My main issue. And by the way, follow up with what the indulgence was. <laughs> I want to know personally. My main issue is if you were to reverse the genders here, we would condemn the guy for shaming her for her sexual fetish. Definitely. And I, that's what I get from this, and it really bothers me, is that she says the experience changed the way she looks at me. Like, there's such judgment and it's shaming It's also in so that. juvenile. It's so juvenile. She's a like, child. It's, so, it's a sex fetish. Like, unless it was something, like, illegal. Unless it was something 
unbelievably Unbelie- sick. Yeah, yeah. It's this is unacceptable. It should have ended like six months. I'm after getting this. I'm getting milder vibes from this. I feel like there was like peeing involved or something. <laughs> This is, this, I'm going, I'm already going to thumbs down. Wait, thumbs down as in breakup. It's over. Yeah, Zach, my main issue is, again, the judgment. We talk about this with women all the time, so he deserves the same treatment. Your relationship should be a safe place, a place where you are free of judgment. Even if your partner's not under the same sexual fetish, there's not the sense of, like, I see you differently now. Yeah, no. Wait like, a minute. Now, I'm starting to think this might actually be one of the Zachs I know. <laughs> Weirdly, this actually did happen to the other Zach I know. We know this isn't the same Zach yeah, because yeah. we have his last name from the email. Yeah. But he did the same thing happened. He, it's so weird. He's Zach. And did he the had, girlfriend also? And he's also 25. Did the girlfriend see him differently? Yeah. Apparently, it, it did some weird stuff to their situation. I just feel like you're only 25. You have a lifetime to, I don't know, we find someone who. Maybe sees eye to eye with you on your. I don't think we need to waste fetish. our breath on this anymore. Okay, Just, yeah, it's I'm, over. You're right. Over. <sighs> over. It's so strong. I don't want to say end up like you go go to therapy if you want. No, but no. therapy at 24 and 25. Stop it. Just get on with your life. <laughs> Enough. But he says they love each other so much. So they'll be friends, and maybe one day they'll get back together again after they see other people. The word that I really get from this is when you said juvenile. It feels so juvenile so on her juvenile. part. Base again. We have no it. information here. We're making a lot of assumptions. Yeah, meanwhile, this guy like like tied like people up and killed them in his basement. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> no, but it's not that. It was clearly something way less than that. I mean, we don't not, know. Well, that's we the problem. Know. Zach's yeah. not being Zach. Specific. We're giving you an appropriately vague response. We want to follow up of what the indulgence was. Yeah, if it's as mild as I suspect it is. If it's short of a class A felony, <laughs> this relationship is over. And if it was a class A felony, you you probably should consider your life. Can you imagine you know, if a, a man did this to a woman for eighteen months out of the relationship? I, I would. I would leave. And, and I would said that she, he saw her differently. I, I would be so angry. Okay, Zach. It's clear how we feel it's about over. this. Are we doing? I'm gonna give one. Three one. out of four. Just because you know they love each other, been together five years. Maybe they'll go to therapy. I don't know. No. Maybe they can make it work. 18 just, months therapy should have happened like like 14 months ago there's just not enough information here for me to be like end your relationship 18 months of coldness in any relationship i don't care how old you are or how far along you are or how much you love each other it's over <laughs> i'm always the gray area person here just let me do one thumbs down simply be the other thumb is because there's not enough information what is she in the relationship for? <laughs> what is she doing? Okay. Can I move 18 on? 18 months is like, like there are some animals that live for 18 months. I think like a, like a mouse averages an 18 month <laughs> lifespan. That's a whole life. Of a mouse. He's spent in a sexless, angry, like guilt ridden relationship. Come on. Done. 25 years old. You've already wasted your whole year of 25. Get on with it. And her year of 24, she's wasting her time, too. She doesn't realize it. Good luck, Zach. Yeah. I think we'll move on. (laughs) So lame. Okay. This question is from Carrie. Carrie is a a woman, I assume? Yes. Is it K-E-R-I or C-A-R-I-E? The latter. 
Okay. Why does that matter? It changes, changes things for me. Which do you think is more true? Absence makes the heart grow fonder or out of sight, out of mind. I've been pondering this for years. How do these opposites exist at the same time? Which one do you think you abide by more often? Sorry, I don't have any specifics or specific question. I was just reminded of these sayings when Andy was rattling off all those metaphors in a recent episode. Anyway, I love the podcast. I would be so lucky to find a love that you guys have. Oh, how nice. I have an annoying answer to this. I have the same annoying answer. Uh, you want to say it on three? One. Well, well, okay, one, two, three, and then say it. Okay. Or one, two, three. Wait, wait, let me just think how I want to answer this so I, so I don't screw this up. Um, My answer is what was one the, word. What was the question? Again, just repeat the question. Which the actual- do you think is more true? Absence makes the heart grow fonder or out of sight, out of mind? Okay, ready? So one, two, three, blank, okay? Yeah, not on three, on the After four, the three. Yeah, on the four, yeah. yeah. Okay. One, One, two, two three, three, both. both. Oh! Yes, I knew. I mean, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they're both true. Yeah, they're both true. They're both true, Carrie. But, 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 but they both exist at the same time. However, if you truly, truly love somebody and that love is real, distance will make the heart grow fonder, stronger than out of sight, out of mind mm-hmm. will operate. Yes. So, it, so while they both operate at the same time, if the love is truly there, it's going to be like a 60, 40, 70, 30 split. If you're kind of like, eh, and you're not that into the person, then the, the out of sight, out of mind is going to start winning the battle. Yeah. And I actually think, no matter how much you love somebody, I think if it's a hundred percent of one, then there's a problem. There's a problem. Like I would not want to be in the kind of relationship where absence only made the heart grow fonder. And I was just thinking about the person I was, I mean, it reminds me of our caller, our recent caller. Yes. Just that constant missing to the point where it like physically hurts you. Well, that that's a sign that you're worried. There's anxiety. Or it's maybe it's just so early and you're in the relationship, you're young, or maybe the relationship sure. is, is on the young side. So I understand that where you're just so, you're still in that honeymoon phase and it just feels like it physically hurts you. You really miss the person, but oftentimes if you're in an established relationship and you you miss them to a really extreme extent yeah. without the, the out of sight, out of mind really operating well, yeah. there's probably a, a slight chance that there's a crack there. And you're worried that they're going to go with somebody else and maybe vice versa. I don't know if, I don't think it's necessarily about a worry about them going with someone else. It's to me, it's more of the dependency of it. Like I need that person in my life to feel fulfilled or happy or. That's maybe something that that person should think about, about their own Or it could just be the early stages of a relationship or an unhealthy relationship. It can be very early stages, but if it's a little later stages Mm -hmm. and you feel that kind of like 90, 10 heart grow fonder out of sight out of mind Mm -hmm. you may be worried that that person might stray that's my opinion yeah i mean on my recent contract i feel like it was truly 50 50 yeah 50 50 for me too yeah this was the easiest gig for us to be apart i think we were apart for over a month and i both missed you a lot and also lived my life yeah me too and it, I think that's exactly how it should be. Yep. So, yeah, that's an annoying answer. It's Both. <laughs> it's also an easy answer. It is an easy There's answer. No, There's I have, no question. I, know, doubt, I, mean, I, I have no doubt that that is the correct answer. Based on our experience. Based on my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This question is from Anonymous. 
What are you looking at? I'm looking at your shirt. How how cool! Like all the things that are happening in that that um that anime's eyeball. That anime. Do you not know who this is? Is that a famous anime? <laughs> a famous anime. <laughs> do you really not know who this is? Oh my god! This is such a generational difference. Right oh, now. is that Sailor Moon? Oh yay! I, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> that was a total like just. I'm so impressed with you. I really didn't think you were going to get I that. I didn't think I was going to get that either. I'm still kind of amazed I did. But I'm just looking at the eyeball. Oh, it says Sailor Moon on it. I, you think I can read that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, did, I always thought it was a yellow smudge underneath. <laughs> the eyeball is fascinating. Like there's like... There's a lot going there's on. There's the white and then there's that little black thing. And then there's a two like rainbow white thing, like those arced. And then there's a little white dot. Like I would never think to do that. And like, if you look at it just as an eye, you're like, "This, what is this? But then you look at it as a picture from a distance and you don't even think about it. Just like, that's a glistening eye. <laughs> is that interesting that information? Cute. <laughs> very cute. It's amazing to me. I'm not an artist. That I know. We all saw your banana on Instagram. I do. I do I, I'm a renowned banana artist. <laughs> all right. This next question is from Anonymous. My boyfriend and I are driving each other insane. Okay, end it. <laughs> we are 24 years old and have been together for six years. <sighs> we Whoa. love each other very much, and that love has not gone away. But the passion, the mystery, and sometimes the respect hmm. has gone. Oof. Yeah. I have happens. strong feelings about the respect being gone. I'll yeah. continue reading. What? <laughs> no, I'm just saying six years from the six years. They've been together since they were 18. 18, six years. That's a, that's a. <laughs> Should we even read the question? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Some background. We've been dating since the beginning of senior year in high school and have been together ever since, even enduring four years long distance at college. I cannot even begin to describe the adventures and growth we've experienced together as a couple and as separate individuals. Our relationship has always been mostly very healthy. We do both have bad tempers and some of our fights have been very ugly, never physical. I hope not. He is sexy, hardworking, compassionate, intellectual, and hilarious. We communicate brilliantly. We're both very loyal and trusting and have had incomparable sex. I've learned a lot from him and vice versa. I am his first girlfriend and he is my second real boyfriend. So incomparable sex from what? She said and have had. Had is all caps, meaning I imagine no, that's No, no, what I'm tense. saying is she, incomparable suggests it's incomparable to, it, the word means it's not comparable to all the other great sex she's had, but she's only, they've only had one other partner before this yeah, i mean and it's not even clear that they yeah it's like how much how much sex were you having before you were 18 yeah unless, I, just, I just i'm not I'm unless not there's openness in there I'm yeah i know that's I'm, a good point you could just say great sex but to say incomparable sex is sort of yeah it just sounds like someone who's in her mid-30s who's had like 10 boyfriends it's not yeah. exactly not not a good uh scientific <laughs> well, i mean method. that's not even the issue we're getting to so. <laughs> I, i'm just probably you know just a little detail that popped out I've learned a lot from him and vice versa. I am his first girlfriend and he is my second real boyfriend. But I feel as though our growth has be has come to an impasse. We live in an adorable little apartment in downtown Albany, New York, with a backyard and a puppy. We love our friends. We are close to our families, dot, dot, dot. But we have some severe problems. Mm. He is the moodiest grump in the whole universe. 
Now, this is something that was very endearing to me, but lately he is just getting on my nerves. And I know that I annoy him too. He doesn't want to have fun with me. I can't get him to do anything with me except have sex, drink, and watch movies. Granted, obviously it's COVID, so we can't go on our usual dates to see a play, a movie, or live music. We don't go out to eat as often, and also he is extremely broke. I have been paying rent for the last three months. It's not really his fault, but it has caused some tension in our relationship. I have also gained 20 pounds since COVID and I hate having sex because I hate my body. Mm. <sighs> Bottom line is this. We are both generally unhappy and, has, and it has become a question of whether we are unhappy together or just unhappy. Mm. We can't seem to get past this low point in our relationship and I can't help but wonder if we are getting in each other's way of improving our lives. Maybe we have more to live outside each other. Maybe there is more to find out about ourselves only separately. We have been having very open conversations about this recently. But I don't think we can convince ourselves to really take that big step, and we aren't sure if we want to. We have been completely involved in every aspect of each other's adult lives, and it's all we know. Also, neither of us feel we will find a greater love somewhere else, ever. It's too scary to let go. What do we do? Help. Yeah, those words don't ring. Uh, they're ring uh, they don't ring true. They're just Which ones? Scare. It's dangerous words. Which ones? That we don't think we'll ever find anyone better. And I don't think, I think those are just untrue words. Well, yes, but Wait, I'm saying. No, it's not untrue. Like you can emotionally believe that. But I think having bit, having thought yeah. that when I was 24. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. When I was that age, I remember thinking that exact thing. And I like look back now yeah. on who I was thinking that about. And yeah. I'm like, it's laughable. Yeah. So it scares me because. It's so blatantly obvious to me that they need to go experience the world separately for a little bit. And if necessary, come back to each other. It will, as I said, if it's meant to be, it will be. But there is so many things here that are wrong. Number one, they started dating when they were 18 and they're 24 now. Still young enough to completely do a million things and figure their life out. So there's no there's no loss there. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Six years, fine. They had an interesting time. Incomparable sex. <laughs> Whatever. Time to go. Time to go explore the world and then maybe come back to each other or maybe not. I am so convinced of this. There's no question in my mind. Yeah, I think it's tough when there isn't this clear deal breaker. Like there's not a big transgression or, you know, this event that happened. And therefore, it's a lot tougher. And I've been there. Oh, when no I was question. 24, I was there. I have been there where it's it's a lot harder to end a relationship, a long relationship, yeah. when nothing is really like nothing has really broken it oh. it's just sort of gradually gotten cracked yeah, over time it's, you know what I mean? believe me i'd much rather be the one giving advice than the one having to do it yeah it's a much i'm glad i'm on this side <laughs> yeah, of the fence yeah. but that being said she has said enough to make it clear that the right thing to do here is to sit down have the talk and be like let's just try to go our separate ways and see how things go I can't tell whether this is like a COVID caused issue. Do you know what I'm saying? They've been together for six years though. And it's not like this just, I don't, I feel like this has been going on for more than the COVID. And you think that the COVID just sort of is exacerbating it. COVID's bringing it to a head. Yeah. And I think the COVID has given her the opportunity 
to move on. Whereas without COVID, maybe this could have dragged on for a lifetime. There are two things that stand out to me the most in this. And the first is that sometimes the respect is gone. No good. I feel like when respect is out, is gone from a relationship, yeah. you're you're going to spend the rest of that relationship just trying to like piece together the broken parts and Can't like re-glue put, it and yeah. like try to hold it together. It's not the same. It's putting the genie back in the bottle. Yeah, you no, cannot. No and I've been there. Again, I've been there where I felt the respect had gone, but I was like, but I love so many things about this person. He loves me so much. I'm never going to find another person who loves me that much. I'm, I'm your later self, your future self. I found someone who not only loves me as much, if not more, but also I feel better seen by. Yeah. The other thing that stands out to me about this is that, and maybe this is an exaggeration, but it stands out to me. He doesn't want to have fun with me. Mm. I can't get him to do anything with me except have sex, drink, and watch movies. Nothing against having sex, drinking, and watching movies. But that's not, doesn't make a relationship. Yeah. There was, there's no real partnership in that. No. And he's not making an effort. He doesn't want to have fun with me. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, this, this ties back to that sense of humor question. Yeah. If you're not having fun with your partner, why are you with them? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you're fucking 24, you don't have kids, you don't have all these responsibilities you don't have to pay a mortgage together. Yeah, I mean, it feels like to me like this relationship took its course and now they're doing it out of obligation. Like they're young enough to not just go out and mm-hmm. have your life. Yeah. Just separate, stop it. I think she knew we were going to say this. Yeah, I mean, she's asking for it. She's asking for closure. And she needs to have a very difficult conversation. This is not going to be easy. Well, it sounds like they have been having this conversation. That's what I find the interesting. The conversation has to go to the next level then. Yeah, and she's got to do it. She says, but I don't think we can convince our, ourselves to take that really big step. It sounds like they both kind of know that this has run its course. And remember, yeah. it's like you said at the beginning, all the, the graveyard of, what do you call it? The whole line of corpses, corpses. in front of every great relationship. Yeah. Or there should be. Yeah, and you really learn what you're is. looking for by having lived it. Not every relationship, even six-year-long ones, are going to result in no. a happily ever Especially after. Especially one that started at 18. And I look, I, I love, you know, High school sweetheart, like, you know, been together 70 years, die in each other's arms. I get it. That's great. But it's rare. It's super rare. And especially rare if like six years in, you both really are not enjoying every, every, anything. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. You should be like over the moon with each other, delighting in this COVID time where you're like stuck on top of each other. Like just all you get to do is hang out <laughs> and have your incomparable sex, which apparently doesn't happen anymore. Maybe it does. <laughs> But um, it's it's done. It's done. I'm giving and two two thumbs down. Wait, two thumbs down for 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 staying not together. Breaking two thumbs up, up for breaking. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> double negative. It's a double negative. Get thumbs up for breaking up, ending it. At least having a break and seeing what else is out there. Just uh, but as you why said, spend you, why? It sounds like they're just they just don't enjoy each other's no, company they're anymore. They're doing this out of obligation. It's like they're doing it because it's like harder to not do it. Yeah. And and like you said, you said something poignant. It's like I'm your future self, and I'm also his or her future self. Yeah. Like I wish I could go back and tell my 24 and 25 year old self, like get out of this relationship a year yeah, or two yeah, earlier. Yeah. Like you'll have plenty of time to do other good things Mm -hmm. like stop it there's no need to stay in something just because it's more comfortable than not yeah the big message i'm getting from this is staying in a relationship because of the time you've already 
invested in it. No. If anything, it's the opposite. A reason to stay in a relationship. If anything, it's the opposite. Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, we agree. Two thumbs up for breaking up. A four thumbs up for breaking up. Yep. Sorry, Anonymous. Good luck. All right. I think we can wrap there. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. Tough good. questions. Good. Yeah, tough. It's hard to get back into it. I mean, it's been a while since we did a Q&A, and those were really like sledgehammers. <laughs> sledgehammers. <laughs> I feel a little worn out. Mm-hmm. If you like Dear Shandy... You can show us the love by liking, subscribing, leaving us iTunes reviews, ratings, following us on Instagram. Oh, speaking of Instagram, if you're not following us, you should be because we now have follow-ups on Instagram. We do. So if you are curious about the outcome with some of our callers and Q&A question askers predicaments and what ended up happening, you can head over to Instagram and we will be posting updates there. And yeah, I think that's it. I think that is it. Thank you guys for your fantastic questions and for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.